Shepherd Center offers a comprehensive continuum of care, from evaluation and medical treatment to rehabilitation and lifelong support programs. As part of our service to our community, we present Shepherd Center Radio with host Melanie Cole. Managing multiple sclerosis has come a long way from the days of having very little to offer to now having a toolbox full of treatment options. My guest today is Dr. Ben Thrower. He's the medical director of the MS Institute at Shepherd Center. Welcome to the show, Dr. Thrower. Tell us a little bit about what's going on in the world of treatment for multiple sclerosis. Thank you very much for having me on. It is an exciting time in, in uh, MS treatment. We have had uh, just in the past month uh, two new uh, treatments available for us for multiple sclerosis. And it seems like we've come a long ways from, from 1993, as you mentioned, having no treatment options available, to now having 12 FDA-approved medications out there to offer the person with multiple sclerosis. So what are the medications intended to do? Is, is there no cure for MS, but can we slow down, you know, the progress of it? What are they intended to do? Everything that we do in multiple sclerosis could be put into one of three boxes. We are either treating acute attacks or relapses, we're managing symptoms, or we're altering the long-term course of the illness. It's really in that last box where we have seen the most significant advances in recent years. Okay, so the medications that are intended to prevent relapse, what do they do? And speak a little bit about some of these treatments, Dr. Thrower, and the side effects, because I think, you know, depression and worrying about the side effects of medications, and some of them are pretty strong medications, may be an issue for the support staff for someone living with MS. Absolutely. So in that third box, altering the course of multiple sclerosis, we really would like to do three things. We would like to prevent or make less likely a relapse. We would like to slow progression of disability, and we would like to to prevent new lesions on MRI. It's important to note that these medications don't reverse the symptoms. And that's a common issue that we see. You know, someone spends a lot of time thinking about which of these drugs they want to be on, and they start the medication, and they come back and they say, you know, doc, I don't think this is working for me. And when we drill down on that and say, well, what do you mean it's not working? What they frequently mean is that it's not reversing the symptoms. And it's such an odd class of medicines in that usually when you take a drug, you expect something to get better, whether it's pain, your blood sugar, your blood pressure. These drugs are not that, uh, not, uh, that kind of medication. These drugs are designed like an insurance policy for the future. So they're going to, again, help prevent uh, problems down the line. Balancing the effectiveness versus the safety is crucial. Multiple sclerosis is an autoimmune disease. It is an overactive immune system, and in the past there was a tendency to use medications that squashed the immune system into submission. And now we have medicines that are more specific and are really focused at really putting the immune system back back in balance, but they still have potential side effects. So we always have to have that open two-way dialogue uh, between the healthcare provider and the person with MS and their family about what are your goals, what's your risk tolerance, what are the options we have on the table, and come up with a reasonable plan going forwards. 
and then continuously monitor for both the effectiveness of the drug, how well that drug fits with the person's lifestyle. Are they actually taking the medication or are they just trying to make us happy by saying that they're, they're taking it when maybe they're skipping some doses? And then looking at safety primarily through laboratory testing. Dr. Thrower, you have a bit of a wish list for things for people to do when they're dealing with multiple sclerosis. Go over that with us, if you would. So my wish list for the person with MS is that, first off, that we get them diagnosed quickly and accurately. Uh, we know that a lot goes on under the surface with multiple sclerosis and that damage is occurring sometimes even in the setting of the person feeling well, so we want to get them on treatment quickly, but we also want to get the diagnosis correct so that we haven't put a label on someone that's not appropriate and send them down a path of, of, of a lifetime of treatment that may not be appropriate. Secondly, we would like to look at the symptom management piece in terms of improving quality of life right now because while the, the drugs we mentioned that alter the course of MS may not make you feel better right now, we have a whole separate toolbox of things that can, and so we want to make sure that we're addressing those things. We want to emphasize to the person that MS is part of their overall wellness that they are not now just a person with multiple sclerosis. They still have the potential for other health issues, and we won't, do not want to get nearsighted and only focus on their MS to the exclusion of their diet and other you know, health factors that, that might be important for them down, down the line. I think that we need to emphasize to the person in our wish list that this is a, it is a two-way street and that that dialogue back and forth between the healthcare provider and the person with MS is crucial to their long-term success. We mentioned the three boxes of treatment that we have right now. There's a fourth that we don't have that we desperately want and I think we will have, and that's neural repair fixing the damage, reversing symptoms, so that that person who does have some level of disability might be able to get rid of that, that disability in the future. It was once felt to be a pipe dream and or, or something like science fiction, but now it is felt to be a realistic possibility, and we're seeing advances on that front. Speak about the advances on the front of research and what's going on on the horizon. Neural repair being certainly one of the most optimal ones, but what, what else is going on there on the horizon for MS research and treatment? So, as I mentioned earlier, we've seen two uh, medications approved just here within the past uh, couple of months. We have a drug called Plegrity, which is an improvement, if you will, an extended release form of, of an interferon that was available previously. The previous form was a once-a-week dose. Now we have an every-two-week dose. Just last week, the FDA approved a drug called Limtrada which is probably among the more potent drugs that we have in our toolbox. Uh, it's a once-a-year IV therapy. It is not certainly not a first-line treatment. It's something that we would reserve for people who have maybe tried other treatments and, and uh, uh, not had as good of a result with those treatments as they would like. But again, nice to have more things available to, uh, for managing MS. We have, uh, as we go forward, uh, as I mentioned, the, the realistic uh, hope of neural repair. There's a lot of emphasis on, emphasis on stem cell research. Typically, when people think of stem cells, they think of embryonic stem cells, but some of the, the most exciting developments that we're, we're seeing in the multiple sclerosis world are more along the lines of adult stem cells. The advantages being that these come from the individual themselves. 
they, there may be less potential for rejection, for uh, tissue developing that you really don't want to see develop. Uh, so th- that's quite exciting. There is a uh, treatment in development that is in phase two testing right now in Europe called antilingo, which would let uh, oligodendrocytes or cells in the central nervous system make myelin that are sitting there right now not really being used. It would let those cells come out of that, if you will, savings account and be used to, to repair some of the damage. Uh, we do now have the safety results from the phase one trial. The, uh, the treatment appeared to be safe. We're waiting for results in the phase two testing. And if that looks positive, hopefully then goes into multi-site, multinational phase three trial. Um, and again, very, very exciting to see these sort of uh, things moving forwards. That really is fascinating, Dr. Thrower. And in just the last few minutes, if you would, give your best advice to those living with MS and why they should come to the Shepherd Center for their multiple sclerosis treatment and care. So multiple sclerosis is complex. And one of the things that I realized early on in my career as a neurologist is that that I really couldn't do it all in terms of offering comprehensive care to the person with MS. It does take a team approach. There are a lot of different specialties that offer something important in the management of multiple sclerosis, from physical therapists, occupational therapists, speech therapists, case managers to help you wade through the, the confusing world of insurance and paperwork and prior authorizations. We have uh, exercise physiologists, uh, psychologists, neuropsychologists, pain management specialists, physiatrists. I would would argue that Shepherd Center has one of the most comprehensive teams uh, of MS providers in the United States. And I think that it's something that I'm very proud of, uh, not specifically for things that I do, but for things that the team does. And, and I would encourage people to look at that comprehensive approach to multiple sclerosis. If you have a complex health problem like multiple sclerosis, you need a comprehensive team to help you manage that MS going, uh, going forwards. Thank you so much, Dr. Ben Thrower. You're listening to Shepherd Center Radio. And for more information, you can go to shepherd.org. That's shepherd.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening, and have a great day.